Welcome to the Community Cast, Episode 3, a podcast where we pull back the curtain behind your favorite games. I'm Owen, and I'm here with my special guests, Sam Bryant and Gwen Ruel, the co-founders of Runaway Parade Games, and the designers of the popular board game, Fire Tower. How are you both doing today? Doing good. Uh, thanks so much for having us on. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Thank you for being here. We super appreciate it. Uh, let's start with Fire Tower. It's fantastic game. It was picked up very quickly on Kickstarter. You seem to sell it out at every convention you're at. Uh, what was the inspiration of the game? Oh, I, we, it's kind of funny. At the time, uh, it's weird because it's such a competitive, uh, sometimes cutthroat game. We were playing a lot of uh, co-op games at the time and really uh, had this sense. We like the idea that, that you're working against the board and the game is trying to uh, you know, create your demise. But then I also like direct competition, so we want to kind of have a blend of that, where you're playing against other opponents and uh, playing against the game itself. And we really kind of caught on to an idea of something that grew more unmanageable over time, became more chaotic, something that you could kind of beat back, but never quite control. And then uh, the theme kind of uh, came tacked onto that after we had an idea of how the mechanics would work. And was... The idea of the game always themed around fire. Was there a rendition of this that was puppies and rainbows and something vastly different? Or was it always just like, this is what this is going to be? I love the puppies and rainbows idea. <laughs> Everybody's trying to direct the rainbow to the cutest puppy. Hey, th- that's that's a freebie for your next game. <laughs> the <laughs> next expansion. So uh, yeah, we always, we I think fire, like Sam said, it was kind of, early on that we thought of it because it had that feel to it. Like the fire is always growing. Um, there's nothing you can really, I mean, you can fight it back, but it'll often sort of overtake the forest. So we, we like that idea of the growing intensity of something. Um, of course, a lot of natural disasters fit that bill, but uh, I don't know, for some reason, fire really stuck with us, uh, especially because when we decided started designing the game and creating the components and stuff that was a really compelling um aesthetic so yeah how did the fire gems come to be because that seems to be a thing that everybody gravitates toward in your game Uh, people just walk to towards the fire gems just like well like birds to a flame what's the what's the it's it's, it's, it's like moss oh moss to a flame i think it's moss i I hope i didn't correct you and then i also (laughs) was incorrect uh (laughs) Um, I, it was funny that it was such a, a journey with that piece. We started out with little red tiddlywinks and the fire breaks were also like little purple tiddlywinks. And the first convention we went to, people were like, oh, I really enjoy this game, but this feels nothing like fire. Like, I don't even like, like get the concept of fire. And we were so early in our game design career that we were, what do you know? Like components don't matter. It's about the, the purity of the mechanics. Uh, so, but we quickly realized uh, that everyone was right. And then we just started searching uh, for the piece. Gwen finally found a version of the Fire Gem. And I don't even remember which game, but it was this tiny little thing. And then we worked with our manufacturer and we were like, how, how large can you make this, uh, this gem? And uh, kind of went from there. So yeah, it was about like a year or so journey trying to figure out that exact piece. Yeah, but Fire is such a funny thing because it doesn't really have a shape, right? I mean, we right. picture it in a certain way, but if you put a lot of pieces on the board and they're all looking exactly the same, then they don't 
you know, it doesn't actually look like fire. It looks like this uniform thing. So we wanted to find something that captured sort of the elusive nature of fire. And I'm really excited about what we found. So you, yeah, I'd say it's worked out very well. You've been at pretty much every convention that'll have you. So like, what is that like being constantly at conventions and expo showers showing off your game? Um, well, honestly, when we first started designing games, that wasn't what we pictured ourselves doing at all. I think we pictured ourselves, just the two of us making up ideas and then making them happen. But I have to say, personally, one of my favorite things about designing Fire Tower has been going to the conventions. We get to meet the community of people who are playing our game. You can't really get better feedback than that. And rather than doing everything online and sort of having this distance from people, we get to like actually see their reactions to certain cards coming up or certain moves being made. And uh, it's just the best time. I love it so much. No, me too. Also, just, uh, I don't know, getting to meet other game designers. Uh, we always say this, but we literally like came in, into the hobby not really knowing much about actually producing uh, a game. And as soon as we came through the door, people were just throwing advice at us. Like, you need to go to this con. This is you after me introducing us to people. Everyone has been so helpful and still... We're still often pleading for help with people who know more than us. <laughs> Each time we go into like a new sector or something we haven't discovered yet, we're like, oh my God, we need help once again. We're lost. So that's been a really great experience. How critical would you say that the community has been to your design for Fire Tower? You mean the design of the game itself or just... Yeah, like how that, that feedback that you've gotten... And also just the other developers and designers, you know, showing you, you know, oh, go to this convention, talk to these people, do this. I can't even imagine having done any of it without all of them and also the players who played the game. Um, I think we did actually, I mean, we made quite a few changes. We had the core idea for Fire Tower, and I don't think it was a bad game at the beginning. I really liked it, but it's gotten a lot a lot better because of that feedback i would be embarrassed now to show what our original game was that's for sure yeah uh i mean it was indispensable yeah i don't i don't think we would have ever made it this far i mean just even just the community helping us you know having confidence in, in our own idea was a lot of it uh our first convention we literally we, we brought the games there the first convention we showed at uh, we only, i think we had like like 12 copies of the game we had made on game crafter and i was so scared at the front that I told Gwen, it's like, it's not too late. We can throw them into a trash can and burn them and tell everyone it went great and walk away from this now and like not have to test whether or not people actually enjoy this. And Gwen was like, all right, come on. What's at least like we, we paid for our spot. Let's at least go in and like see what happens. Some so. of the first people we met are still our friends now. We see them still at every convention. They're still offering us advice and inspiring us. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's dive into that a little more. So what was that first convention like? Like, obviously, you were nervous to be bringing this game to the the people. Did everybody seem to click with it right away? Was there like a little bit of some people liked it, some people were negative? I wouldn't. Yeah, people. I mean, generally, people are pretty positive especially when you know you're they can see who they could see that we're newbies i guess yeah. that's like the nicest way to put it so it's not like anyone was attacking our game and saying it'll never sell or something like that but uh it was I, i've never been so nervous in my life i don't think for anything because it, it was the first thing that 
we had created that was a tangible thing that you're showing. And it's true. People could either take it or leave it. And um, I don't know. The first couple of people who came by, we didn't even know that people played oh, yeah. games at these things. That was the best thing. They went, hey, uh, so uh, can I, I sit down and play? And we were like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, are you allowed to do that? Is this, then... <laughs> is this against the rules? It uh, turns out that's the only thing that people do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I think people people enjoyed it, but they, they you know, they did notice certain things like, oh, you know, this component, I don't know about this. Yeah, they offered good feedback, but for the most part, were really encouraging to us. Um, honestly, if we had got, it's a funny thing because it's a, it's a, it's a great con. It's a, it's small though. I think it's like uh, two thousand people. Like, if, I mean, not small, but if you compare it to packs or something like that, and so it's in uh, near Boston. It's called Total Con, actually. Great convention. Highly recommended if anybody gets a chance. Um, but really, we probably interacted with, like, what, 50, 100 people. Yeah. And if they had all come in and decided that the whole thing was a wreck, we probably never would have gone to another convention again. So I'm very glad that those 50 people were so good to us. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad that they were, too. I'm glad that you guys decided to, you know, not burn the 12 copies that you had. And and go through with it because you obviously made a fantastic game. Thank you so uh, much. And you have more coming out soon. Uh yeah. So we're working on an expansion right now. Uh, we actually just reprinted uh, Fire Tower as well, so we're on our second print run, and then working on a second edition for that as well. So uh, we've got a lot in the works, and then working on new games also. Nothing that we could set in stone right now for you but yeah we're excited to move forward on other projects as well can you tell us a little bit about the expansion uh rising flames i know that you've had little bits of it out at pax unplugged and pax south so what is t tell us a little bit more about the expansion yeah i mean a lot of it are, are things we kind of came up with uh on the road to the initial kickstarter that we didn't just want to kind of fly off the handle and throw it in and we wanted time to, to balance them. So we decided, you know, we'll save this stuff for an expansion. And then more ideas came up over time, suggestions from players. And then we learned about Firehawks, uh, which I just, I, forever we were like looking for, like, what is a creature that influences the fire? And if you don't want to get into mythological things, Firehawks is about as far as you can go. But uh, they're actually, the uh, Hawks, it's, there's actually evidence of this now. A lot of people at conventions look at me like, oh, yeah, sure, you guys made this up. And I'm like, no, it's true. There's there's an article. It was in the, it was in the newspaper. Uh, but yeah, Hawks will actually move bits of uh, burning matter, like a twig or a branch from one part of a forest to another to start a new fire in order to flush out all the prey there and devour it as it flees the fire. So we actually have incorporated that into the game where you can deploy firehawks in your area of the forest uh, to help redistribute any gems that enter the spaces uh, those hawks uh, are, are resting in. So, yeah, that's one of the things we're adding. We're adding new kinds of fire cards, new water cards. Uh, we have new event cards, including the dry storm, which is a, a dry lightning storm, which uh, kind of stalks out from the center of the board as the game progresses. Kind of this, these foreboding lightning meeples moving towards your tower. Uh, you're trying to wrap the game up before the lightning cards up set, card comes up, setting it off and spreading fire all over the board. A lot of what we wanted to do with the original game was streamline it so that it was incredibly easy to learn and pick up and play. And so this is kind of that. These are those extra elements that we wanted to add uh, 
that add another layer of complexity. Once you know the base game, I would really say that it, it it's worth getting to know the core game first, and then you can add these later on, and they'll they'll kind of sort of add more experiences uh, to your game. How important was creating that simple gameplay uh, when you were initially making Fire Tower? Because I do think that that is a thing that draws a lot of people in, is just how easy it is to pick up. I think in some ways, I don't know, Gwen was always uh, pushing hard for that. As the graphic designer, uh, she was the one who decided to have the grids at the bottom of the card that illustrate how they work so people wouldn't have to keep referring to the rulebook. And I didn't see the value in that at the start. I was like, why is this necessary? People will just memorize it. But just that being able to visually understand each card really helps with the retention of what they do. Also, I think just going to conventions also uh, sculpted the game into something that was quick to pick up because it's, it's something you have to teach and you see the parts that people are stumbling on and then you can kind of refine them uh, over time to make it more digestible to the point where you can pretty much teach the game in five minutes once you have a good handle of it yourself. I also have a lot of you know friends and family who they like games, but if you're telling them that you have to sit down and spend half an hour learning the rules before you get to play or that there's this long setup that you have to do before you can get started or even that the game's going to take like an hour and a half or more they're all going to walk away so this is literally the game that i can get everybody to play so <laughs> that's part of it too do you still have like problems getting people to play and play test this game or is it now just something that is like so easy for you to have the feedback for when you're going through like obviously now the expansion yeah it's it's not hard to get feedback for this one because we've spent so much time with it and i think we know exactly what we're looking for too like i think as some as a play tester it's hard to you have to sort of read the the designer as well and so if a designer knows exactly what they need from the play tester then it makes the process easier for everyone and and for this one we do know that when we're playtesting other games we're working on, that's not the case. You know, you throw something at people and you're like, what do you think? You know, <laughs> do you have anything that you could add? Whereas now, you know, with Fire Tower, I have really specific questions. You know, Sam can really, like, articulate exactly what he wants to see in the game, it's, and which is much, much, much easier than playtesting something that's totally new. Well... <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on this. This has been fantastic. You guys have been great. This game is awesome. Uh, where can our listeners find out more about you and the new expansion? Um, they can find out about the expansion, everything we're doing uh, at runawayparade.com or Runaway Parade on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all, all the other arenas of social media. Awesome. And if Anybody wants to pick up the game? Uh, is it still on back order? Or uh, so we just made copies available again on uh, our website. On our website. So um, yeah, runawayparade.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, that is episode three of the Communicast. Be sure to check out uh, Sam and Gwen and everything else that they do in the future over with Runaway Parade. Uh, you can find me over at Owen Patterline on Twitter, and you can find everything else that we're doing here uh, at the Horizon at wearethehorizon.com and facebook.com slash wearethehorizon.
Thanks for listening. Thank you. This podcast was produced by Owen Paperline and edited by me, Aaron Juno. Special thanks this week to Sam Bryant and Gwen Ruel, the co-founders of Runaway Parade Games, for giving us some insight into the game that they made, Fire Tower, as well as some of the other games that they've been playing. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on, one for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.